Our scripture lesson for this Sunday is from the 13th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke. It tells the story of a woman whom Jesus healed on a Sabbath day. Now, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and there was a woman who had had a spirit of infirmity for 18 years. She was bent over and could not fully straighten herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her and said to her, Woman, you are freed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands upon her, and immediately she was made straight, and she praised God. But the ruler of the synagogue was indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. And he said to the people, There are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. Then the Lord answered him, You hypocrites! Does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his ass from the manger and lead it away to water it? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for eighteen years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? And as he said this, all of his adversaries were put to shame, and all the people rejoiced at all the glorious things that had been done by him. Well, dear friends in Christ, grace and peace be unto you from God our Father, from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I was thinking about the scripture this week because I was asked to participate at a funeral for a parishioner that I served a few years ago in another church. Uh, this guy, wonderful man, but he had some sort of a spinal problem so that he was bent over. He, his head was almost parallel to his feet when he walked. I've never seen a person bent quite that much. And that was the story of this woman in, in this morning's scripture lesson. At the time that Jesus was speaking, physical illness was considered a curse by Satan. And the way you could treat a, an illness then was not through medicine so much as by spiritual healing. Well, we don't really believe that anymore. We don't believe that my friend, who was a lifetime farmer and an interesting guy, we don't believe that somehow he was cursed because of some impropriety. He had a physical problem in it. He overcame it, he worked hard, he was a very cheerful man, but he, he died of cancer just a few days ago. And the two things struck me as I was asked to prepare his funeral. One is I read his obituary, and then it said he was a downhill skier. And how, can, how can he be a downhill skier? And the answer, of course, is quite simple. I knew this man at the end of his life. I knew him when he really did have a physical disability that bent him over like this. I knew that despite that, he he was well known for raising sweet corn and he was on the tractor every day he could be on it. And he didn't let his disability, that the curvature of his spine, he didn't let that rule his life. But that's the only way I knew him. It wasn't that way forever. Other people who've known him much longer, of course, remembered when he could do these things. But I thought by looking at him, I knew who he was. Not only just emotionally, but physically, I thought this is the image I have of this man. Well, what got me thinking about this, and I'm not quite done with my thinking on it, is I wonder if this isn't the way that we look at heaven, and we look at our eternal life too. You know, we can't really see things other than from our own experience. But God, as Paul says in another, uh, in his letter to the Corinthians, Paul says God sees clearly, even though we see through a mirror only 
darkly, only dimly. That God sees not only who we were and who we are, but God also can see who we will be. And none of us can see that. When we talk about eternal life, none of us have any concept in the world of what that might actually mean. Except for one thing, that the God who knew us before we were born and was with us every day of our life through all the changes that were made in our lives, we trust that God will be with us in the life to come too. And even though we can't imagine that, God can. And so we trust him and we turn our lives and our fate over to God. And that is the good news. Thanks be to God. Well, let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we do thank you. We thank you for the world you've given us, for the life you've given us. We thank you for all the people in our lives who made it so worthwhile for us and shown us such love and compassion. We lift our prayers for all those who suffer, for the hungry and for the homeless and for the victims of wars and natural disasters, and for those who suffer from physical and emotional disabilities that keep us from being who we would like to be. We thank you, Lord, for those who help, for all the medical personnel and the police officers, the firefighters, the utility workers, for our farmers and our teachers and our merchants, for all those who band together to make this a safer and better world. We give you thanks. We pray for our president and for our governor and for all the men and the women of the armed forces. And we pray for one another as we remember the words that you taught us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, take God's blessing with you now after this short service. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make God's face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up the light of God's countenance upon you and give each of you God's peace. Thank you so much for watching this. We hope you have a blessed week.